0: Hi, I'm Peter Palma, the pastor of Taipei International Church, and I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast today. This program is designed to encourage you, to help you grow in your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus. May God bless you as you listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever been startled or, or just felt like you're in turmoil? Um, you know, my boys, they uh, had something at school where they had, it took a, a bottle of water, and it was a science experiment, and they would, they would shake it like this, and they could make this tornado inside, and I don't know if you can see this. But if not, you can imagine that as as this is shaken, everything inside swirls around, and and you can actually make like a tornado in there. And uh, I'm from the Midwest in the U.S., and tornadoes are something we experience every year. And it's just this swirling air that causes destruction. And you know, sometimes I feel like events that we're in can shake us and. As things on the outside are shaken, it causes turmoil inside. Uh, Last night at about 11.49, as I was finishing setting up uh, for the live stream this morning, I checked my email, and I got an email I'd never gotten before. It was a a blackmail email, and uh, it had one of my old email addresses, and it had the password for that email in... The subject line and the first line of the email was deposit a thousand dollars in this account within 24 hours and then it went on to say uh, you know what this guy was gonna do to me and and uh, to make my life in his words hell so you can imagine at 1150 last night I'm feeling a lot of turmoil and I'm wondering, what is this? How, where did this come from? How is this true? Does how can he hurt us? Is is this something I need to be worried about? Um, and so, you know, what that's uh, things are are shaking a bit, and you're wondering what is going on. And I woke up this morning thinking about it and and wondering, is this true? And you know, there's there's things like. This in life, and and hopefully you haven't gotten an email like this, and I'll tell you about a little bit more more about it in a few minutes, but as we go through the coronavirus, uh, maybe you're being shaken. Maybe your family is being shaken. Maybe someone in your family uh, has lost their job. Maybe they're sick. Uh, Maybe someone is in a hot spot where they could get sick. Maybe you're unsure about where your job is going to be uh, in a few weeks or in a month, how this is going to impact the economy or plans to travel. Uh, There's a lot going on, and I praise the Lord that we're we're safe here in Taiwan, and it seems like we're in the safest place on earth right now. But there is a lot of shaking going on, and how do you worship God through this? How do you worship God when you get an email from someone threatening to destroy your life? How do you worship God uh, when you're uncertain about what is going to happen in the next few weeks or in the next month? This is a challenge. And, you know, the Psalms show us how to worship God in so many situations. The people who wrote the Psalms were people just like us. And the guy who wrote Psalm 43, and actually Psalm 42 and 43 are together, and the guy who wrote it, his life was in a swirl. His life was in this tornado. He was being shaken, and yet uh, he was worshiping God, and he shows us how to do that. And so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to back up to Psalm 42. And if you're wondering what happened with the blackmail, don't worry. I'm going to get back to that. Um, but let's talk about the scripture first. Uh, and if we go back to Psalm 42, so if you have your Bible open, this will be so helpful if you have it with you, uh, because you can look at the text while I talk us through it. Psalm 42.1 is a familiar passage. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. You know, this is, I think, a beloved worship song. As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. We love that song, right? We love singing that song. It's beautiful. It's peaceful. We think it's great. You know, when can I come and appear before God? So far, so good. But then we get to verse 3, and he says, My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Okay, so this has taken a dramatic change. Turn And we don't sing about that part crying all night, all day, while people are mocking us, saying, you've got a God, where is he? Because clearly he's not working in your life. So the psalmist right there, verse 3, is telling us, oh my goodness, this is a painful season. This is turmoil. This is a tornado of emotion. Verse 4, he says, these things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. And he's talking about corporate worship and the joy of being in God's house. And then he goes to verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And that sounds like a great worship song, doesn't it? He's challenging his feelings. He's saying, don't be cast down. Don't be sad. Hope in God. But then right after that, he says, my soul is cast down within me. And I remember you. And he goes to verse 7. It says, deep calls to deep at the roar of your You're dunking me under a waterfall and the water is raging over me. You God, are the one who's doing this to me. Now this this is a little bit different of an image than as the deer panteth for the water. He is saying, God, my life is in turmoil. I'm crying all day long. I am depressed. And you're the one who's, you are doing this to me. This, this, you know, I don't know if we sing any worship songs quite like this. But he's saying, God, what's happening in my life is, is coming from you. And then he goes on, he says, verse 8, but there's this contrast. By day the Lord commands his steadfast love. And at night his song is with me and a prayer to the God of my life. Now the steadfast love is the word hesed. And it is this word that's used throughout the Old Testament uh, to proclaim God's faithfulness, his promise, his goodness, his love, his, his never-ending, never-changing, faithful love. And the psalmist is saying, God, uh, y- your waves are breaking over me, but by day you are commanding your love to be with me. And so it's almost like this bipolar thing going on where he recognizes the pain of his circumstances and yet the goodness of God. Then he talks to himself, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Can you imagine if we sang a worship song, God, you have forgotten me. And yet this is what he's doing. He is saying, God, my life, it feels like you have forgotten me. And not only that, I'm getting taunted all day long. My enemies are looking at me and my circumstances and they're saying, where is your God? What good is it for you to worship that God? Because where is he? He's not doing anything in your life. The the psalmist here is pouring out his soul. He says that's what he's doing in verse four. These things I remember as I pour out my soul. And he's pouring out what he feels. He feels forgotten by God. He feels like God is pounding him. He's being oppressed by the enemy. He's wondering, why do I have to be sad? Why do I have to go through this? And then he challenges his feelings again. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Hope in God. I will praise him. My salvation in my God. But then we get to Psalm 43 and he goes, vindicate me, O God, defend my cause against ungodly people and deceitful and, unjust, and the unjust man, deliver me. You are the God I take refuge in, but why have you rejected me? Do you see the turmoil that's coming out? He, he keeps praising, but then he goes back to his situation and he said, God, where are you? Why do I have to mourn like this? Why do I have to be oppressed by my enemy? Then verse 3, he says, send out your light and your truth and let them lead me. And we think of the Old Testament. We think of the light. I, I think of the fire of God, the pillar of fire that led Moses and the Israelites through the wilderness. He says, uh, you know, send out your presence and lead me to your house and I will praise you. And then verse 5, he ends, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God for I shall praise him again my salvation and my God. This is this is not quite like as the deer panteth for the water is it and it, it's not really like how great is our God either. You know some of our worship songs they have this trajectory that just goes straight up and we're just proclaiming goodness of God, promise of God, uh, our love for God and it you know it, it's like a rocket going up to heaven but this one it it kind of just goes like this and and you know what it is it's a lot like this tornado. He he's trying to say what he knows is true, but he's also saying what's going on in his heart. And he's he's telling God what he feels. Now have you ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever while worshiping God said God, I feel like you have rejected me? God I feel like you forgot about me all this stuff that's going on in my life it's like the ocean pounding me why why do I have to mourn like this why do I have to go through this why does my marriage have to be so hard why do I have to struggle why do I have to be lonely why can't my job be easy have you ever worshiped God like that well what I want to do today is walk you through how the psalmist worships, and uh, you know I'm I'm indebted in this sermon to a book that that clued me into this called Jesus is Enough for Joy, um, and that author pointed out that over and over again in the Psalms the psalmists talk about lifting up their soul to God, so in in psalm forty two verse four it says, "I pour out my soul. you know as we think about this tornado and how our emotions can become like a tornado, how do you stop the tornado? How do you stop it you know when when it's shaking and and the answer is very simply you you pour it out if i can if I can pour out what's inside, then the tornado can't swirl anymore and so the psalmist does that the psalmist takes what is inside and pours it out how do we do that well the soul according to the Bible includes your thinking your feeling your emotions and your will your desires what you want what you're thinking what you're feeling what you're wanting. And the psalmist is saying, God, I am pouring these things out to you. And so let's walk through some of these things. First of all, he shares with God what he's experiencing. You know, and, and we see that in, in the psalms. He, he says, you know, my, thir- my soul is thirsting for you, God. God, I want you. I'm crying day and night. I'm isolated from you. I'm being mocked and taunted. And it's like, it's like I've got a bone disease. It is, it's like I've got broken bones. All day long people are saying, where is your God? So the psalmist is being really uh, honest about what he's experiencing. He's not sugarcoating it to God, but he's telling him, God, this is what I'm experiencing. Next, he also shares, God, this is what I'm thinking. These are the thoughts that are going through my mind. One, he says, God, you're causing this. Your your waves are breaking over me. The waterfall is, is crashing over me. You are, God, I feel like you're causing this. And God you've forgotten me. why have you forgotten me? God you've rejected me. These are the thoughts that are going through his mind. He thinks God has forgotten him and rejected him this is this is pretty raw and honest worship and so he's share he's pouring out his soul he's sharing he's relating his experience he's telling God this is what I 'm thinking. And then he goes to, this is what I'm feeling. He says, I'm cast down. I am depressed. I am oppressed. I am in turmoil. God, I am not in a good place. I am crying all day long. He, he shares with God what he's thinking. He shares with God what he is feeling. And from there he goes, he also shares what he's wanting. And we see that what he wants is he wants God's presence. He wants to be in God's house. He he wants God to vindicate him. He's being attacked and oppressed by enemies who who are saying, where's your God? What good is it for you to follow God? And he wants God to vindicate him and defend him because he can't defend himself. And so he's saying, God, do this for me. The other thing he's saying is is god i'm i'm in the dark i'm i'm lost i'm far from you lead me home to your presence this is what he wants and he's expressing his desire to god so he he's pouring things out to the lord what he's experiencing what he's thinking what he's feeling what he wants and all these things that are coming out of his soul, but he's also filling himself in, he, filling himself up. He's putting something new, in, and it says this in verse 4, he says, These things I remember. I remember. And he remembers who God is, he remembers God's goodness, and he remembers God's promise. Throughout the psalm, if you go through, you see he says, you are my God, the living God. You are my rock, my salvation, my refuge, my exceeding joy. So while he's pouring out his emotions, his thoughts, his feelings, his desires, he's filling himself up with truth and what he knows about God. And he also is remembering God's goodness. And so he says, "Uh, I remember as I pour out my soul how I would go to the throng, uh, with the throng, and lead them in the procession of God. He's, He's remembering what worship was like when everybody was gathered. He remembers the joy of God's house. And so he's recalling God's past faithfulness, God's presence among his people, and he also is... Uh, remembering God's promises in verse 8 when he says, by day the Lord commands his steadfast love. That word hesed um, for love, the steadfast love is tied to God's covenant. He's remembering, I have a covenantal relationship with God. So he's, he's being really honest and being really raw with the turmoil inside of him. And he's pouring it out. He's directing it to god he's filling himself with memories of who god is god's goodness and god's promises and he's making a choice over and over he says i choose hope one he chooses to challenge his feelings he chooses he doesn't let his feelings just run rampant through his spirit He says, why are you downcast, O my soul? He knows that his relationship with God, that the goodness of God should keep him from being depressed. He knows he should be joyful, and yet he is uh, depressed, he is anxious, he is fearful, and he is in turmoil, and so he doesn't deny it. He doesn't say, just stop it, but he says, why? He challenges it, and he says, put your hope in God. He's telling himself, hope in God. He's going to hope in God. He's going to praise God. He's going to sing to God in the night. He's going to pray to the God of his life. He's challenging these feelings in light of truth. He's hoping in God and praising him again, and he's declaring his promises that he is my salvation and my God. And so, He's making these choices. And you'll notice that it's not this kind of trajectory as you go through those psalms. It's not like, oh, my life is so bad. Oh, I hope in God. Oh, I'm doing great and joyful. What you see is it's like a wave. He, he goes up. He comes down. He goes up. He comes down. He goes up. He comes down. It's, that's life. That's that's how we make it through difficulties. It's, it's not like oh I got one thing and I'm set. I'm I'm like a rocket. No, we go up and we go down and and you know what? We got to tell ourselves again and again. We got to challenge those feelings again and again. We have to remember what God has done again and again, trusting in His faithfulness. And so, this is. The, these psalms are a model for us for how to worship through our anxiety, how to worship through our depression, how to worship through our fear. Uh, we can use the same that same structure of pouring out our soul, telling God, "This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what." I want you, I want you to do. And then we remember and we make choices. And, and so what did that look like for me? So last night I get this freaky email, um, someone who, who's claiming they're going to ruin my life. Um, and uh, what, do, what do I do? Well, I went to sleep because it was late. Um, it took me a little while to fall asleep. But this morning I woke up and again, I was worried about this. I took the dog out for a walk. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm preaching on this, and so I'm telling God, what am I experiencing? God, I got this crazy email. This guy is threatening my life, threatening to to ruin me, Um, and I don't know if it's true or not. What am I thinking? Does he have the power to do this or or not? Um, And and so what am I what am I feeling? I'm afraid. I'm nervous. I'm I'm uncertain. I'm anxious what can i do um what do i want god show me what to do show me how to deal with this and so and you know there were many other things that that went on but that's basically how i prayed through it i got home and i was like you know what i should google i should just google the text of this email and see if it's something that's online and and so You know, what I did is I Google it and I find out that it's a a pretty common phishing scheme. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, what happened is somehow he got a hold of my email through a a compromised list. And he just sent that email to everybody who had the email addresses. And and the deal is they hope that someone responds. And so, no, he doesn't actually have power over my life and he's not going to ruin my life. Now, I could have worried about that all day long and and you know into the next few days wondering what 's going to happen, but because I could worship what I believe is that God just prompted me to take some action that would resolve this issue and take away the fear and so it actually it, it happened fairly quickly, um, and life isn 't always like that, but you can do it too and and how can you do it maybe? Um, you're under financial pressure right now with uh with covid nineteen and and maybe it's not you maybe it's a family member in another uh another nation and and so how might you you know what are you experiencing maybe there's someone who's watching today and you're experiencing financial pressure from your spouse's family and and they want you to help and and maybe you also have a child who's in another nation going to school and and they need your help and So this is what you're experiencing. Okay, what are you thinking? Maybe what you're thinking is, I don't have enough. What if my job is impacted and I haven't saved enough to get us through? How am I going to give help? Uh, What if I leave my family vulnerable? And then you may say, well, they didn't help me when we needed it. And you can be honest with your feelings before God, with your thoughts. God, this is what I'm thinking What happens if I get in trouble? What, you know, they didn't even help me when I needed help. And so what are you feeling? I'm feeling trapped. If I don't give, if I don't help, they're going to be angry. If I do help, what happens to us? I'm feeling frustrated and anxious. What are you wanting? Well, God, I want my job to be protected. I want the wisdom to know what amount of help I can give. And I want the wisdom to know what to say. And and we're just honest with God as we go through this. You know, there's this saying that uh, an impression without expression leads to depression. Impression without expression leads to depression. That means when, when we just let things swirl around inside of us and there's no water in here anymore, but you can imagine... When we just let the emotion swirl inside of us and there's no outlet, it will lead us into a place of frustration, anxiety, and depression. God knows it's in your heart. God knows what you're dealing with. God knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're experiencing. He knows what you're desiring. And oftentimes we just let it swirl within us and and we don't realize that God wants us to pour it out to him. Sometimes we feel like we need to sanitize our prayers. We need to uh, speak in language like, bless the Lord, O my soul, not pour out my soul. We need to sing, how great is my God, not God, why have you forgotten me? God knows what's in your heart. He wants you to express it. As you express it to him, you, it will be released. It will go out of you and you can release yourself of the turmoil and you can begin to fill yourself with remembering god's goodness and you remember in the this uncertain situation god is my provision god is faithful to me god has opened doors for me in the past when i was in trouble financially in 2009 god opened a way for me and my family i remember when i got the discount on my house i remember when i sold my house and i got a better deal than i expected i i got You know, the discount on the scooter. I mean, God has has blessed you again and again financially, and he won't stop. And you need to remember it. And the key, too, is to remember that it's not a straight line. It's not a rocket ship up to heaven. We have emotions that go up and down, and you may be nailing it. You may be worshiping. You may be doing fantastic on Monday, and Tuesday you are in the gutter, and you are so depressed you can barely get out of bed, and and Monday was awesome, but Tuesday was terrible. Wednesday was so-so. Thursday was all right. Friday was a little bad. Yes, Psalm 42 and 43 show us it goes up and it goes down. We keep pouring out our soul to God. We keep telling him, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I need you to do for me. And we pour that out and then we fill ourselves up remembering God's goodness and his grace. You know, this week uh, I took my son to the dentist and uh, he had been at the dentist um, with my wife, and he needed to get a shot, which uh, for a young boy is a traumatic thing. And he went with Bo, and uh, he wasn't able to get it, and, uh, he, because he was afraid to open his mouth and get the shot. And he said, okay, if dad takes me, I'll get it. If dad, if dad takes me, I can do it. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm the dad. I'm, I'm the one who can instill courage into my son. We're going to go to the dentist. We're going to get this done, and so we go to the dentist, and um, you know, I tell him you need to get this shot, all right? And um, he won't open his mouth. He he won't do it. The dentist is there, ready to go. Uh, this is the second time, and he, he won't do it. He's he's paralyzed with fear. And uh, so I'm like, okay. What do, what do I need to do? I need to, uh, I need to, um, I need to give him a reward. So I'm, I'm trying to bribe him. I'm saying, you know, do you want uh, Nintendo time? How much time do you want? And I, you know and, and he, he's going hard. He finally, he got me to the point where I'm like, okay, if you op- open your mouth, I will buy you a Nintendo game. I will do that for you if you will do this. And, um, you know, I'm thinking that's got to work, right? It's got to work. He can't do it. He won't open his mouth. So then I'm like, okay, Caleb, you are brave. You are courageous. You are strong. You can do this. You ask Jesus for help. And, and so he's, he's praying, and, and we're looking at Scripture. And the dentist is just waiting for him to open his mouth, and he can't do it. So then I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? Now maybe I need to get serious and talk about the pain that he's going to experience. I'm like, do you want your teeth to rot? Do you want a lot of pain? And I'm I'm trying to use fear. I'm trying to use rewards. I'm trying to use love. There's nothing that is working. He's frozen. I'm his father trying to help him move forward in life, and he is frozen In fear, and we ended up. We actually had to leave the dentist for the second time because he wouldn't do it. And we got home, and I'm like, "How am I going to do this?" And I'm I'm thinking, "Okay, don't shame your son. You know, I don't want to scar him for life." But I think, how how are we going to overcome this? Because he's just frozen. And what we had to do is, I had to say, "What are you What are you thinking?" what are you believing? And he was able to write down the things. It's going to hurt. It's in my gum. It's, you know, that the the shot thingy is so big. And he was able to express his fears. And then one by one, we were able to go through those fears and talk about truth. It took expressing his soul to unlock his heart. As long as it was just swirling inside of him, unexpressed, it didn't matter what I was telling him. It didn't matter how I was trying to motivate him. He was locked up by the turmoil in his heart. But when he was able to express it, then courage could find a place in him. And he said, okay, I can do this. Life is going to throw turmoil at us and chaos at us. And we're not going to know what to do. And and we're going to find our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings. Everything's in a swirl inside of us. But God has given us a way out. And he's given us permission to pour out our soul to him. And if we will tell him what we're experiencing, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we want, if we will pour those things out and then fill ourselves up by remembering his goodness, by remembering his promises, and by challenging those feelings, challenging them and say why am i feeling this way hoping god soul self look to god self worship god self trust god if we will do that we're going to go up and down and we're going to have to do it again and again but that is the way we worship god through turmoil that is the way you can worship god through covid19 By telling God what you're experiencing, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you want. And I think the other thing, the last point, before we go to our sermon discussion groups, and again, we have discussion groups immediately after this on Zoom, and the link is in the YouTube description, or if you're on taipei.online.church, it's going to be there in just a moment. The password is one two three four five. So it's easy for you to get on. The psalmist talks about being in community and remembering being in community. God created us to be together. And as we go through this, even though we're not physically gathering, we can gather online, and I want to urge you to get in a group to sign up for the connect groups to say i want to study the bible together i want to pray together i want to worship together and the connect group is not just a bible lesson it's divided into three parts the first part is worship praise and testimony the second part is looking at scripture and applying it to our lives and the third part is praying for each other our mission at TIC is to become disciples of Jesus and to be a disciple we need more than knowledge we need to apply it to our lives and live it out and God has called each one of us to be a minister to minister to others to be the salt and light of the earth And we can't be salt and light if we're just watching a live stream. We can be salt and light when we're connected to each other. We can minister to each other. We can help each other through our struggles. We can encourage one another. And if you're saying, I don't have any struggles, I'm doing great. God needs you to help someone else who's struggling right now. So please sign up for the book of Daniel. Uh, Six weeks, 45 minutes or so, we're going to be trying to become disciples of Jesus. As we look at the psalmist, his longing is to be in God's house. His longing is to be with God's people. And that is what God has created us for, to be in his presence and to be with his people. So as we transition now to our sermon discussion groups I want to encourage you that if you're in turmoil, if you are worried about your children who are in other nations or your parents who are in other nations, if you're worried about your circumstances, if you're depressed, if things are swirling around inside of you, open the lid and pour out your soul to God. Actually, on our website, there is a, uh, there is a template of how to pray like this, and if if you go to Taipei Church uh, or TaipeiChurch dot org, and and you go to the Connect group page and the online Connect groups, there is a PDF file you can download that you can use in your quiet times to help guide you through this type of prayer. Um, and I've done Psalm forty two and forty three as an example, and then there's a blank a blank template for you that you can get and you can use that in your quiet time this week. Uh, If you're going to join us in connect groups, please sign up so we can place you in a group and uh, there also is a video or an audio teaching for you to listen to before the group and a little bit of uh, reflection that we'd like you to do before. Uh, But let me pray for you now and then we'll go to our groups. Father, I just thank you that you are able to listen to us, uh, express our feelings. I thank you that we don't need to hide what we're thinking, what we're feeling from you. We don't need to sanitize our prayers, but we can express, we can pour out our soul to you. Lord, thank you uh, for the realness and the rawness of Psalm 42 and 43. May it fill us with hope and may it fill us with joy. And I pray for the people who are in turmoil now, that you would give them hope, that you would send out your light and truth and guide them to yourself, that they might be filled with joy and praise you again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you could join us. And again, I want to encourage you to join the Zoom group, sermon discussion group. It's led by the elders. And uh, so if you head over there now, and I'll see you online in a moment. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you were encouraged, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify so others can find our channel. If you have a friend who would be encouraged by this episode, please let them know about it. Share it with them. If you live in the Taipei area and you'd like to join us on a Sunday for service, go to our website, www.taipeichurch.org. And if you're around the world and you'd like to participate in our Sunday service, you can join our live stream on our YouTube channel, Taipei International Church. So whether you live in Taipei, Taiwan, or another nation, may God bless you, may His face shine upon you, and may He give you peace. See you next time.